Hey everyone, Chris the Sound Lord here. You are listening to part two of our most recent episode of Squad Up. Uh, if you missed last week's, uh, we went so long after having been gone for almost two months that we had to break this episode up into two parts, and this is that second part. So uh, if you haven't listened already, please go back and listen to part one. Uh, if you have listened to part one, remember we are picking up right here with what everyone has been playing. So without further ado, here are Eduardo, Peaches, and Robbie. Enjoy the show. Um, I want to go through a few of the ones that are our typical bread and butter games, like, for example, Grand Blue World 2 and um, Splatoon, some games that we all sort of play all the time. And by we all, I mean the two of you both play these games fairly <laughs> regularly. Um, so if you want to touch on those games, you can. But uh, as far as specifically Grand Blue World 2 goes, you talk about that literally every week. <laughs> I know, but I beat it. I beat it yesterday. He did. Okay, so he did beat it yesterday. I beat the game yesterday. I was watching. He missed the fight, the Bowser fight, but he was he watching the Bowser fight. But I saw the end. <laughs> so we don't have to talk about it anymore. I beat the game. It was amazing. It was eighty to eighty-two hours of gameplay. Huh. Jesus, yeah. you don't yeah. get that anymore. No. And um, Robbie, I know you play Splatoon very regularly with my wife, which is a weird sentence to say, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, i've gotten Blaze back into it good. it's um honestly after team fortress 2 it's probably become my favorite team shooter it's just it every now and then i don't play it for a while and when i go back i remember that oh splatoon is actually really fun um and between the uh, matches i just text back and forth with your wife about how much we hate our teammates and then i go back and get owned by people from asia that's like us in Overwatch. We do the same thing. And basically no. everything that we played online. <laughs> Bailey, says, Bailey says the way I talk to her when we're playing Splatoon sounds like Eduardo in the next room when he's playing Overwatch. <laughs> or Heroes of the Storm. We've formally. talked about getting on Discord for Splatoon, but there's just not that much engaged strategy. Like you're just going to be yelling, paint the ground! Paint the ground! It's... <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't. Go ahead. No, no, no. I didn't. I'm done. Um... Splatoon's cool. Uh, Cuphead, though. I want to talk about Cuphead, mostly because (laughs) Peaches and I have gone on about this game so many times. But, Robbie, this was your first time playing the game. Mm -hmm. And I, from the get-go, you and Soundlord, I was like, this is a game tailor-made for you. You need to play this game. And I need you to tell the internet how right I was. I mean, I didn't doubt you. For the record, I didn't doubt you. So it's not like I had to apologize. (laughs) But, oh, I, God, absolutely. Man, it's so fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> if, there's, if there's three things I like in, if there's three things I like in video games, platforming, boss rushes, and challenge. And then on top of that, things I like are uh, 1930s animation and 1930s jazz music. Um, I, it, it's just – it is. It's like it's a tailor-made game for me. Um, it uh, – it, it, I almost have no criticisms for it. my only criticism is it's short, but it's an indie game. I've learned, I mean, we should know by now that when you get an indie game, you're not getting the, you know, an 80 hour game. You're getting something that's kind sure. of, and, I, and it's short. I didn't beat it because I got distracted by these other games. I know I'm at the end though. Um, and I've just 
now I think I'm scared to go back because I'm out of practice. Um, but we just played through both island, <laughs> both aisles the other day. Yeah, You're Peaches and I now. the other day played together. We got through two islands in one night. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, going back to the start felt completely different from when I first started playing because um, I made it through a bunch of that game without buying many weapons or and without knowing about charms and without <laughs> yeah. knowing really about God, you carrying. Didn't have, you didn't have smoke screen for so long. Yes, I... And I wanted you to know that that hurt me physically. <laughs> oh, yeah. For you not to have smoke screen. Yeah, my, I, I remember... Eduardo and I, when we were like, Robbie, you need to stream Cuphead when you were finally playing it. And you gave us the jankiest like FaceTime <laughs> setup that you could. You like so, stacked a bunch of board games on top of each other and put your iPad right, on I'll it. I'll tell the world. And, that's what I did is I stacked up board games and <laughs> aimed my iPad between two books at the screen and turned on FaceTime. And it was great and it was janky, but it was great. And we were watching you and like watching all your decisions and you fighting things and back and forth, Eduardo and I are just like, when is he going to do the thing? And we didn't want to tell you because we wanted your experience to be authentic, but True. we were like, please buy smoke screen. <laughs> please. I got smoke screen. So I was going to the last boss on the second Island. It was the dragon. It was the boss I'd left for last. <laughs> And I, oh I told Eduardo, and he wanted to watch me. And he goes, "What charm are you using?" I go, "Charm." <laughs> I just, I just, oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, no! And and I went through most of the game with just the spreader and the um the the roundabout. And so then I realized when I finally started buying other weapons, I realized there's all these things I could have been doing with the seeker and the charge shot and. So going back with you, it was eye-opening that these levels that were painful at one point are doable. Um, but no, it, it's fantastic. I, I, it is definitely up there in the uh, the best indies I've played, and I, I, I love indie games. So I mean that um, I, it's a game I'll be revisiting a lot. Same. And there's there's DLC coming out for it, and I'm oh, I didn't so know that. psyched. Yeah. Did you, speaking of DLC, Eduardo, did you find the hidden bosses that they added in the last patch? I found some of them. I didn't I find all of them. Okay. They're mean. Uh, Robbie and I, I found them. two of them. And uh, one of them is really easy, and one of them is relentless. Yes. Relentless. Oh. Which ones have you found, Eduardo? Just the, the ones that you the one that you showed me, the carrot one. Oh, the radish. Yeah. Okay. The radish, the radish, the radish. Okay, so never you haven't mind. found the mean one the that I told Peaches I did not want to see again. Yep, we didn't fight it. I, I showed well, we did. We fought it once, we and like, I said, no, not anymore. Yeah, no, I know. Like, after that, we were, nope, not doing this. So, dude, I got to yeah. tell you, Eduardo. Yeah. Have you, have you played Cuphead multiplayer yet? No, because there's... Bailey doesn't want to play. Hold on, it's hold on, way hold on. Harder. Oh, I was going to ask him if he thought it was going to be easier or harder. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I assume it's harder because there's more stuff going on and it's harder to kill the boss. That's exactly... The health of the boss actually isn't really the issue. It's more so the extra stuff going on. because, right. um, Especially on the running guns. Beca yeah, oh, especially on running guns. Because you're sharing the same screen on running guns, right? So you have to try to both stay centered. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, specifically in bosses, you just have all this fire going on left and right and bosses that have, um, attacks that will like home in on you. 
they choose one of you and ignore the other, but then they flip back and forth. So you don't really know who's going to get the attack, um, who's going to get the primary attack, who's going to get the secondary attack. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much more going on. It's, it's hard. And a lot of times, because all of us are used to, very likely, you can play as Mugman or Cuphead. All of us, though, are probably used to playing as Cuphead. Yep. Very often, Robbie and I were getting confused about which one was which. Because I died repeatedly staring yeah. at Peaches. He thought he was player one, but he chose Mugman. And I was player two, so I chose Cuphead. And I was like, I'm player two and I'm Cuphead? This doesn't make any sense. So both of us were confusing with each other. It was it was crazy, hectic, chaos. But yeah, it was still fun. Painful. Fun. Pain. <laughs> fun pain. Fun yeah. pain. Fun pain. And, you know, so um, playing Cuphead, I really wanted to try out another game that was similar to Cuphead, or I say Cuphead, you know, derived inspiration from. And there was a big Switch sale um, this past week that had so many games, and I spent too much money. <laughs> Same. Um, but I, I picked up like uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Robbie and I have both been playing. I think he's been playing 2. I've been playing 1. Um, I've gone through some of the originals. Like I've gone through Mega Man Two. Robbie, you're playing. Uh, nine I 10. beat nine. I was going back and forth. I would play nine and then go to ten when something made me angry or something in nine. Um, been going back and forth. I beat nine twice. I... I beat it as Mega Man and then beat it again as Proto Man. Um, and yeah. Can I interrupt? I thought you got the X collection. Uh, Eduardo got everything. Oh. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you ended up buying all of them. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've been Good playing 9 you, and man. 10, but I am incredibly excited just to listen, <laughs> sit here and listen to all of your Mega Man thoughts. You know, it's so interesting because here's a really weird opinion that I have. It's not an opinion. It's just I don't <laughs> particularly enjoy games on the nes i was never an nes kid i think the first real system we had was a super nintendo that didn't work well and the first console that i remember us owning that we like owned and played a lot was our n64 so um i also had a sega genesis so the the original nintendo i find because I've already been wowed by the 16-bit perfection of the super, the the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, <laughs> I find the original Nintendo tough to play because I didn't have that original experience. That being said, Mega Man is the best game on the original Nintendo. It's, it's up there. <laughs> it is very, very good, yes. and it makes me think it's not a regular Nintendo game. Like, it's hard for me to... I'm trying to say this as diplomatically as I can so that Robbie doesn't blow the gas. <laughs> his hat will fly right off of his head. <laughs> Steam will come out of his ears. Oh, man. Maybe chili will come out of his butt. But I've really, really enjoyed it, and I've started to see where the inspiration that Cuphead was getting is coming from. Um, some of the bosses I thought were like really easy, and some of them I wanted to throw my switch through the yeah. window. Um, specifically, was it Quick Man? Quick Man. So, and are you using? I don't mean this to be condescending because I was literally I had lived 
a couple decades on this earth before I realized this. I had beaten multiple Mega Man games before I realized this. Are you using their weaknesses? Do you no. even know what I'm saying to you? So first off, we should be... No. <laughs> the fact that you beat... Do you even know what I'm right, saying The fact that you beat Mega Man 2 without knowing what I'm saying is honestly actually impressive. Every Mega Man game... There's, Mega Man 3 is a little weird. But every Mega Man game has a boss order. Each boss is weak to another boss's weapon. So part of the part of the gimmick of a Mega Man game is trying to figure out through trial and error who's weak to what. And then that starts to unlock the game for you to make it easier as you go through. And usually their weapon also helps with their stage, that sort of thing. So for Quick Man's the perfect example. So Flash Man has the time stopper, stops time. He stops those rods that kill you immediately in Mega in Quick Man stage. Then he also freezes Quick Man in place. And immediately gets rid of half of his health. What? Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, and th- this is true all the way through the franchise. It's true in the X games. It's true in nine, ten. Um, so, and, when and he that's says honestly trial and error. By the way, he means you consult the internet. No, for the weakness. That's order. cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> you ask but, Robbie for the weakness order, and he'll tell that's you. a lot. Of, but that's a lot of the fun in Mega Man is trying to figure out this boss order and trying to figure out what order you're going to go in. Um, so, and I say that because you were talking about the bosses being very hard and at sometimes they are still hard, but they're not actually supposed to be like brutally hard. Cause you're supposed to figure out the way to beat them with other weapons. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So it'll make, it's kind of like him not knowing about charms in a way. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm impressed that you've done as much as you have without knowing that. Yeah, and now I need to go back and play more. Now I want to play tonight. Uh, God, I, there's so many games to play. We're going to add an extra segment at the end of the show, so start thinking about it now, but we're going to talk about games that we plan on playing. Um, okay. So start thinking about that. Uh, at the end of this show? Like today's at, show? Like today's show. Games that we just sort of plan on playing throughout the week. Are we going to stick to the same games we're playing? Are we going to pick up something else? What are we going to play? Oh, okay. um, I see a few other games here, so we're going to stick with the, with the sort of 2D side-scrolling 16-bit style and i want you guys to talk to me about shovel knight because both of you have been raving about this game and i need to know why the game came out in 2014 and it's 2019 and i'm just playing it for the first time and i'm so mad at myself eduardo and i'm always so mad it's so good it it's i mean it has the same feel of a mega man game Although, because it's Melee, it kind of feels like Guacamelee, too. And you know how passionate I am about Guacamelee. Of course, not the same fighting style, but, I mean, it just embodies the things that I remember liking about the small handful of Mega Man games that I've played. And the music is amazing. I could listen to the music all day. The combat is really cool. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily know yet if the bosses follow that same weakness pattern, Um, but it wouldn't make sense for them to because the map of the game kind of looks like super Mario bros three instead of having the grid that the mega man games have. Um, But you can find an artifact from each level that gives you some sort of special ability that is sort of themed to that stage. Right. Um, So I don't know if those do any extra damage to the bosses or whatever, but most of them are just useful items to have. They provide different ways of doing damage to enemies, but dude, I played the game really quickly and there's a new game plus mode that makes the game a little bit harder and you go through that and if you get the dlc which is what was on sale during that switch sale um 
if you get the DLC, it comes with two more sets of stories. Um, you know how in Mega Man, he's called Mega Man, and then the bad guys are called something man? Yeah. Quick man, wood man, whatever it is. In sure. Shovel Knight, it's the same formula. It's their theme plus knight. So all of the things that you're, the bad guys that you're fighting are something knight. Um, and I, now I don't know where I was going with this, actually. My, my you're talking about monitor. DLC. Oh, DLC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the DLC that comes with it, you get to play as two of the other knights. So two of the bosses that you fight in the game, you see their side I of the story. You three the well, I Shovel Knight. Play, I thought you could play as Treasure Knight, too. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Well, the, the at least the DLC yet. I have is, you know, you get the Shovel Knight story, and then you get Plague Knight. Plague Knight plays a little different. He throws bombs, and instead of having the shovel and being melee, he's throwing bombs at enemies and lobbing them up into the air and doing whatever the hell he's doing. And then you can also play as Specter Knight. Specter Knight is like a, uh, basically like a, like death. He has a scythe. He like flies around. Robbie's literally turning the game on right now. Uh, and he can climb up walls and he can slash people with a scythe. Like it's cool, but they all have a different like um, perspective on the story but that you're playing through. Robbie is literally going to the menu to try to see if he can play as treasure knight. You can't. Right I now. thought you could. My bad. Why would I lie? <laughs> I thought you okay, just missed so, it. So there's regular one, there's Shovel Knight, there's Shovel Knight, King of Cards, and then Shovel Knight Showdown. And what we got is Shovel, Shovel treasure, Knight, Trove. treasure Trove, which is everything. Which is yeah. everything. Right. Yeah, okay. um, yeah it, it's... So my standard for an indie game is... Um, or at least my the, the indie game that I love the most is Hollow Knight, which I think is an unfair standard because that could basically be... That, that game's good enough, it could have been a triple-A title. Um, the next tier to me is Shovel Knight, and I should have played it a really, really long time ago. It's everything Peaches just said. It feels like a Capcom game. It's just It looks like a Capcom game. It has that sound of a Capcom game. It plays like DuckTales and Mega Man, which makes sense because DuckTales was made from Mega Man. Um, it, it, but it's just got so much neat stuff. Um, the challenge is just right where it, it's not easy. You've got to do some work, but also it doesn't punish you and make you want to throw the game away because you're going to have to spend two hours redoing your work. You're going to have to maybe replay the stage or get some of your money back, that sort of stuff. But it, and, and there's different things you can do to ramp up your own challenge. If you want, you can, um, like the levels have waypoints. And if you want, you can destroy the waypoint and get no money. But now if you die, you're going back to the start. Um, and so, it, God, it's just so well done. The platforming is excellent. The level mechanics are excellent. The challenge is fair. Um, it, it's just – it is a master class in platforming design. I, 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 I could gush about it for hours. It's just so well done. And just the and, – and Peach just keeps bringing up the soundtrack. It is an amazing soundtrack. Um, just fits right in with – those NES games you hate, but just done so, so well. <laughs> um, and visually it's great. And every level has its own theme. Um, the artifacts that Peaches is talking about are all really, really fun. At the end of the game, you have a massive set of abilities to use. Um, again, kind of Mega Man-esque uh, that can all be used in different ways. And you start running into different challenges that can be done different ways. Like, do I want to run into these spikes with this, um, there's this gear platform you can ride on. Do I want to ride across the spikes? Do I want to turn invincible? 
um, and run over the spikes, or do I want to fly over the spikes with this flying sword? Uh, there's just so many different ways to go about it. And then it's also got a lot of humor and heart. The I first started playing it around Peaches. He was over one night, um, and I was playing, and we just spent forever marveling at the, the first town you get to has a bard knight that's really just going to town on his mandolin, <laughs> but he plays all the music from the game for you. And he got unlocked the music, but I mean, this guy is—he's got this mandolin in the middle of town, but he's like, you know, like <laughs> playing all the sounds by himself. Like, obviously, he's not, but it's just—he's um, like. Did you go to the broccoli girl that dances for you? She's not actually broccoli, but she looks like broccoli. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. When you just... when you beat, um, I think it's Specter Knight because she like wants you to beat Specter. That's right. You go back and you talk to yes. her in the basement, and she does this giant jig for right. you. She's just dancing all over the basement, and like people clap for her at the end, and you get her music as a reward. Yes. And There's oh oh, it's... and the the cult of the um the uh trowel, which is a yeah. it's a giant trout apple. It's <laughs> it's a giant god that's part fish part trout part apple that grants yeah. you <laughs> the trout yes the trout the game tells you how to pronounce it it's uh what it what is it it's it's pronounced like um like trout plus yes. apple. <laughs> it's, it's just got trout. all this humor in it and all these little touches that didn't need to be there they didn't just build you know stages they built a a weird janky hilarious world um that i would love to play more of it's just so so well done also i said i wasn't going to talk about grand Poo world 2 anymore but the thing is that um so barb <laughs> also the guy that made grand Poo world 2 he also really likes shovel Good. knight and um i don't know i think you were in my chat that night robbie i don't know if you were eduardo there's a level in grand Poo world 2 that is called yacht club castle and the people that made Shovel Knight are Yacht Club games. And the theme in Yacht Club Castle is that you're underwater and gravity is reduced. So when Mario jumps in that level, he jumps a little bit higher and falls a little bit slower. And then the music in that level is from Shovel Knight. It's from the Treasure Knight level, which you are underwater for, and gravity is reduced. So when I heard that music and realized, oh, this is... This is from, wait, Barb used this in Grand Poo World too. And then you went underwater and the gravity was different. I was like, oh my God, he made a Shovel Knight level in his game. It just blew my mind. So I, I, that's, that's all I had to say about it. So but. you guys are saying you like it. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I should have played it five years ago. Yeah, same. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying Play it. it now, now that all the content's out for it, because that was the last, that was like the end of the story, right? The last one? Right, yes. I think so. You um, should play it. It's not on sale anymore, but you should get it. Uh, it'll, it goes on sale all the time. I'll pick it after up on you, sale. After you're done with all the Mega it Man does, games. But it was, what, it was 60% off. You know what's funny? It. is I, I didn't just stop at Mega Man. I'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> uh oh. It's worse than we thought. Oh my god. Uh, I want to talk about a couple games. I want to talk about what remains of Edith Finch. So it's this... One, Robbie would hate this game. So it is essentially a walking simulator. Anybody knows what a walking simulator is? You essentially just play through a story. You don't do a lot. You don't... There's not a lot of gameplay. It is more about the story and this... There... Think of like what an indie movie is 
and put that into a video game. And that's essentially what it is. Like, I think using the connotation indie game means one thing, but this is what, like, it's like an indie movie as a game. And so you play this woman named Edith Finch, and you go to her house, her childhood home that she's been given, and there's nobody there, and you're sort of uncovering the mystery as to why she's there. And the mystery is you're going through, and her family has a curse on her, and you're going through the deaths of each of her family members and why they died, but they're all in really weird, like artistic ways. There's only one that I want to talk to you about. And it's one that sort of resonated with me. And it was about this girl's uncle. And he worked at a fish canning factory. And in the game, you're presented, you're like the guy standing there and you're at the fish canning factory and a fish comes down the line. You grab the fish and you move it, it chops the fish's head off, and then you put it on the conveyor belt, and then the fish moves on. And that's what you do essentially the whole time. You don't really do anything else for a little while. And they start talking about how this guy is deeply depressed, and how he has, you know, he he, he was on drugs for a while, and then now that he's off of drugs, and he's sober, he started realizing the monotony in his own life. And a small little bubble comes up of, like, his imagination and what he's thinking about while he's, like, doing this. And as he goes through, the bubble gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you start losing sight of him doing the repetitive motions. And meanwhile, you're doing the the fish chopping over and over and over again. And by the end of it, the character realizes that if he wants to be happy, he's happier in his imaginary world than he is in his real world. And at the end of it, you need to, uh, you're, you're like running into this palace to become king and you have to, all you have to do is lay your head down and go to sleep or something. And then that's when he gets chopped off by the thing that's killing all the fish, that's chopping the heads off all the fish. And it's, I, I just put all the cliff notes in there, but it was like a really, it like really resonated with me. Like I, I get the whole, mon- and like the idea Spoiler that- Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, sorry, everybody. I just spoiled the game for you. I just spoiled this exact, this one part of the game for you. But I, and I'm sorry about that. But it's just, th- this really resonated with me because it's really interesting to see video games tell this kind of story, right? Tell this kind of story about mental health and story about, you know, futility and story about what disease is like and to tell it in a way that's different than, you know, your standard looter shooter or your standard battle royale or something like that like it's sort of refreshing to play a game like that that's sort of a little different off the beaten path and the game is was about probably like two and a half to three hours long it wasn't a long game i got it free off of a epic game store was giving it out for free a couple months ago and i picked it up and i finally played it (laughs) off of the recommendation of a podcast i listened to um and it was a really evocative tale and it was really interesting to see uh, sort of a medium go in that direction or the medium go in that direction for the first time, because I had never played a game that sort of prioritized that over all else. Very interesting. I know I just said a lot and it was all really serious. <laughs> yeah, that was, I didn't expect that. Um, so yeah, I still think Robbie would hate it, um, but it was really, really <laughs> interesting. It was really interesting. I also want to talk, just a second. I want to touch on this because I just started playing it yesterday. I've had it sitting around for literally months. And I'm finally <laughs> really getting into it. I've started playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And the first time I... Because I had tried to play it before. I bought it and I immediately tried to play it. It was around Christmas. And I bought it and I immediately tried to play it. And I was like, man, this game starts really slow. And I had so many other games to play. I was like, let me just go play something else. 
what I've learned is the game doesn't start slow. The game is slow. The game is, <laughs> it is, it is all about being in this world and immersing yourself in this world to the, to the millionth degree. It is about, you are this person, you are this cowboy, you live this life. Um, and to some that's going to like turn people off, right? Like there are certain things in that game that are, would probably be considered quality of life for another game that this game doesn't do. Your horse has stamina and health and needs to be fed. You have stamina and health. You need to be fed. You need to, if you eat too much, you're going to get overweight. If you don't eat enough, you're going to get too thin. Um, you need to sleep regularly. (laughs) You need to, there's day and night cycles. Um, (laughs) this is like a funny thing, but the, the horses are so realistic that when you get into the colder areas, their testicles shrink. Oh, that's necessary. <laughs> Why did you observe that? I didn't. It was like a. It was like a Twitter article that I saw. Oh yeah, sure. I'm sure it was. What, what? <laughs> Great answer. Good. Um, like you heard that or something. Seventy-five percent so, tax on this crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a really interesting game, and I'm really excited. I'm only a couple of hours in. But it seems like a really interesting old Western tale, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm excited to talk about it once I've like really delved into it and can give you a real honest review. But my first like real impressions of it, now that I've given it a chance, is are really I'm really enjoying it. Also, it might be the most beautiful game I've ever seen, and I've played God of War. Did you decide to play Red Dead Redemption Two because of Spider Man? Why? Because of Spider Man. I don't know, because it's kind of a similar concept, and I was playing Spider-Man, and you were like, I'm going to play this immediately, but it's not on <laughs> your list. We talked about it in New York. Um, did we? I well, we did. Play, yeah. I wanted to play Red Dead Redemption 2 because I'm taking a trip to Texas in the fall, and I wanted to feel like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to the yeah. least cowboy part of Texas, my friend. Yeah, yeah but I'll be, I'll be in <laughs> Texas. So you know what? You're it's, going to the. You are going to Seattle that somehow went to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, but that's the real reason I wanted to play Red Dead. So that's where I got the inspiration from, and then I started playing it, and then I enjoyed it. Um, enough about the games that I've been playing. Well, we're gonna take. We're gonna talk about something that I've also been playing. But Peach has also been playing this. Marvel Battle Lines is a phone game. We're gonna continue on the Marvel train, um, but it's a phone game we've both been playing. Um, it is. It's really hard to explain. It's like a card battle game mixed with tic-tac-toe. And that's like yeah. the best I can explain <laughs> it, but it's a lot more in-depth than that. But that's like the like easy way to say it. Yeah, that's how I've been explaining it to people. And they look at me like, why? <laughs> why would you want to play that? Why would I play that? <laughs> yeah. So you think about it like this. You've got, uh, instead of a three-by-three three grid, it's a three-by-four grid. Um so it's not quite tic-tac-toe, but it's close. And all the characters you put on the grid have health and um, attack. And um, your character is played by like an Avenger of some sort. So say it's Iron Man. Iron Man will have a certain amount of health. So the player character has like 2,000 health. And the objective is to create a line with your characters on the board. So it can be a diagonal line, it can be a horizontal line, it can be a vertical line. When you create a line, you add up all of the attack power of the cards that you played, and you do that much damage to the enemy leader, and whoever whittles the other enemy down to zero first wins. So it's like way crazier (laughs) tic-tac-toe in that way. But you you can do things like 
If someone blocks you, there are action cards that aren't characters. You can use those action cards to manipulate the enemy characters somehow, like you can kill them or move them. Some of the characters have special abilities when they're played. Some of them have special abilities that occur like every single turn, as long as they still remain alive on the battlefield. So it's more, it's more complicated than tic-tac-toe, obviously. Um, And it's themed Marvel. So how can you not like it? Right. Also the uh, characters on the board can attack each other. So if, you know, if you're on the board, you can try to move into somebody else's spot. And then the two characters essentially fight each other and whoever wins gets the spot. Um, Yeah. And it's really, it's a lot of fun. I'm pointing this mostly at Robbie because he should be playing this game. I know. Because it's essentially a Marvel board game for your phone. And there's almost no reason for you not to be playing it. I know. I know. I Do you see how long my list of things I've been playing is? Like, that's yes. mainly why. <laughs> it's I've got I, too much else to do. There's stuff I left off of that list. None of those things are on your phone, Robbie. What do you do when you're... Do you guys not have phones? When I'm sitting around, I have my <laughs> iPad out, and I'm playing actual board games. Oh, that's fair. I, you know what? The other thing I'd say about this is if, you, you know, if you're into mobile games, if, if you like to have a couple mobile games to play, I think Marvel Battle Lines is nice for a couple of reasons. A, it's Marvel, so it's automatically themed well. Um, but B, as a game that has a freemium business model, it's actually pretty fair for the person that doesn't spend any money. Um, and the reason is... Because you still have to have the strategy to play tic-tac-toe better than your opponent. You still have to have, in the back of your mind, the knowledge to say, well, if I play this card and then I play this card sort of thing. And also, the things you can buy in Marvel Battle Lines, they don't directly help you. The things you can buy in that game give you a chance at something that could help you. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, is this game, at speaking as someone who, when they play certain mobile games gets easily duped into spending money. Oh, no. This game is so absolutely greedy with how much they charge for certain things that I don't feel any pressure to buy any of it. That I'm perfectly okay just playing the game because everything is so goddamn expensive that if I wanted to get like a few packs of something, I'd be spending so much money that I'm like, absolutely not. Like if it was like, like five bucks here or a couple bucks there sure but they're asking for like a lot of money for like not a lot like the diamonds are ridiculously expensive if they guaranteed specific cards or better cards with the amount they're charging it would be kind of attractive but at the moment it's like you're still chancing it because if you spend 30 dollars you get some diamonds which is the in-game currency you can really only buy um and you also get a random epic card. Well, what if it's a shit epic card? The because random there's... epic card only comes with when you spend a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. It's nonsense. So, I would yeah. never, ever, ever spend a hundred dollars on a phone game, like ever. Right. I but would it's... cumulative over a small amount of time, but I would never right. do it all in one lump sum. Right. Right. For some reason, I just wanted to start singing the JG Wentworth commercials. Eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> We're not plugging them. Don't plug them. <laughs> they don't support Squad Up. This is going to be like a break. Uh, JG Wentworth does not is not a sponsor of Squad Up. They are not affiliated <laughs> with Squad Up in any way. Please, uh, no Squad Up. But if you have a structured settlement and you need cash now, <laughs> all right, uninvite him. Eight seven seven cash now. <laughs>
Um, so it's a good game. And on that same same vein, I played that, and what it made me want to go play afterwards with Hearthstone. Um, I've talked about Hearthstone a couple times, but I love Hearthstone, and if you haven't played it, give it a try. Um, it is Blizzard's take on a card game. If you have fond memories of sitting around with your friends playing Magic the Gathering, but you guys aren't like in the same town anymore and you just can't get that card game fix, I would say Hearthstone is one of the best digital card games in the world. And it will be overshadowed by Gwent when Gwent finally gets their iOS and Android app, which is coming out. They are working on it. Um, once they get those out, everything will be off the table. Um, but as of right now, Hearthstone is sort of king when it comes to uh, when it comes to card games or digital card games, I should say. And if you haven't given it a shot, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. Um, Robbie, I just saw here that you've played Yoshi's Crafted World, and I want to. Hear so um, it was actually uh, my wife's Chris, uh, birthday present, um, but I've played it some. It's I, I'm not going to go at length on it, on it, but it was it's good. It's weirdly the Crafted World and um, Woolly World are the closest to getting Yoshi's Island right since uh, a, the original Yoshi's Island, which is so. Like as you guys know, and and anyone listening doesn't necessarily know, Yoshi's Island is absolutely one of my favorite games. I adore that game, and it's had several sequels, and they are not as good. And it took me a long time before I realized it was a podcast that talked about it. That like Yoshi's Island was made by like an all star team of Nintendo developers that never worked together again. Like they all went their separate ways, built their own teams, and so there's a reason it's so perfect. And other people basically building the same game haven't done as well. And Crafted World gets pretty close, though. Um, so I do like it. It's kind of easy. Um, there's not a ton of challenge, but the, the levels are creative. Uh, the platforming is interesting. Um, it's uh, it, visually, it's amazing. Um, very, very gorgeous. All these, all every level is like a different craft project. Uh, and so one of the things my wife has enjoyed is sometimes she intentionally doesn't play so that she can pay attention to what the level's made out of and talk to me because she's a big craft person and talk to me about, oh, that that's, you know, they use uh, a cereal box for that and they turned it inside out and then they'd use paint on it. And and then then, then the flower is made out of, of um, man, I can't even remember the things she said. She was explaining to me, one of the things in the background was a flower stem and she was telling me the specific way they fold the paper. And of course it's polygons, it's polygons. But if it were real, how they folded the paper to get the, the stem like that, they they poured their heart and soul into the vigils of this game, and you know how much I care about that. Um, but it does it still plays really nice. Um, it's pretty fun. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, an easy buy, and it's one of the things I'm going to continue to play because i got to beat it. But it's pretty easy, but it's fun. I'm mad at you, Eduardo, because I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I really liked your really soft cat voice. <laughs> It's my straw, oh. <laughs> Never mind. That's not what I thought was happening. No? I was going to make a stupid craft macaroni and cheese joke, and that must have happened at the same time because I looked over at you and you were smiling, and I was like, this mother better not beat me to the craft macaroni and cheese dumbass joke that I am preparing. <laughs> and now the whole thing's ruined because I explained it. Damn you, craft! Uh, so, so you enjoy Yoshi's Craft? It's a, it's a good take. So, so yes. if if there's a, yeah, if, I like it. You got to switch by it. It's sure. fun. Um, Peaches, 
spoiler free, what's your uh, first take of Spider-Man? Uh, spoiler free. Why do you guys have to remind me of this? I'm not a bad, I'm not a spoiler. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not Twitter about Game of Thrones two minutes into the episode, okay? <laughs> All right? Listen, it's a great game. I can't stop playing it. There's tons and tons of stuff to do. It has the Spider-Man that Robbie desperately wants in his life. There's quipping. There's lots of cool combat. And there's lots of callbacks to old things that have happened outside of this game story in the collectibles that you find. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing it on stream. I was going to try to keep it to stream. I don't think I can do that because I just want to keep playing it. Um, for, for a couple of reasons. I mean, it's a story-based game. So if I wait to st- until I'm streaming it once a week, it's going to take me forever to get through the story. What is happening? My home camera just started talking to me. Well, you're being robbed. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Chris, um, for editing this part out. <laughs> uh, anyways, or don't, because it'll be funny. He didn't. Um, I don't know. It's it's a great game. I'm probably not going to contain it only to the stream just because I want to keep going with the story. Also, because there's so, so much to do throughout the city. There's um, a ton of I, game. Yeah, like I personally feel like as a completionist, I am going to do those things as soon as they become available. And I don't think that that's necessarily conducive to a streaming environment. I'm sure there are people out there that want to watch somebody get all the collectibles and do all the things. But I think majority, it feels like most people would rather see the story. Mm -hmm. And me personally, I will go in between every single story mission and clean up everything. So... You know, that's just that's just how it is. But I'm really enjoying the game so far. Uh, I'm upset that it that I waited this long to play it. Um, but glad that somehow nobody has spoiled the story story for me. I don't know how I've avoided that. Yeah, those are my thoughts. <laughs> those are my thoughts. Spoilers. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Robbie, you need to get in there. I will. Yesterday. Also, what is this? How can you keep ignoring me when I tell you to play God of War? <laughs> What is this? Yeah, what's up with aversion? that? Aversion. Let me let me start by saying you're ghosting him about it. Let me start I don't by even saying have a system that has it. Yeah, but I need you to play it as soon as you get a PS4. Obviously, play Spider Man first. But your second game should be God of Bloodborne. War. Bloodborne. Okay, you know what? Bloodborne too. I'll I'll give you that. Your third game needs to be God of War, and there are several reasons for that. But the main one. God of War is such an achievement for video games. As a lover of video games in general, you need to play that game. I like I can't stress to you enough how much you need to play this okay. game. Ha- have you played one of the old God of War games? No. No, that's not true. I played the original one eh, for a little bit. Okay, well take everything you know about those games and throw it out the window. Oh, thank God. Because this game... <laughs> is it's not it's not completely different but it is so 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 different I've heard the good story's things. different the tone is different it is not this sort of it, it sort of refines everything that needs to be refined including the storytelling right like it matures which i don't think a lot of games do very well and this game does very well where the first few games were all about blood and sex and gore 
this is a much more tame, I don't want to call it more of a tame story. And there's still definitely a lot more violence with like creatures and stuff, but it's not the same kind of violence. It is a father son story. It is a story about discovery. It is the, the, the first take on an open world where you, it's not really an open world, but it's kind of an open world that I've thought was really successful. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful. Like it is a gorgeous game, like gorgeous that it'll make even the worst TVs look awesome. Um, I think the the combat will remind you of games that are 3D that you enjoy the combat from. Right. I think you will enjoy that because it it's not free. The game is not free. Like you probably remember the original God of War and how the first one, if you didn't play it on God mode, was essentially a hack and slash. Yeah, right. You could just rip through everything using the same combos over and over. You have to think about what you're doing in God of War, like in the new okay. one. It's there's the, the combat is combat. also right. The combat's also very visceral. It, there's a lot of heft to it. It is very. I, I don't know. It's hard to describe because it, the word heavy is the best word I could use. Bloodborne. It's similar to Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, but it's very heavy. It's very deliberate. The combat is. It, it's. It's very fluid. It's. It's really, really, really enjoyable. So you should play it once you get through the other games. Okay. Um, so we've gone through almost everything. Um, we're going to touch on a few other games here that aren't board games. Cause we're going to talk about those here in a second. Oh. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the Tetris 99 game boy event, which I didn't realize was a thing. Oh, I mean, you guys already did a whole episode on Tetris 99. So I'll just briefly and peaches was there for it. Um, we, so they had a, and I didn't find out until the last few hours of the event. But Tetris 99 had a two-day event, I think it was two days, um, event where the game was overlaid as the original Game Boy Tetris. Sound effects, visuals, um, everything is Game Boy Tetris. The music is Game Boy Tetris, um, just Tetris 99. Uh, And I immediately got excited when I booted it up and realized that was going on. Um, As a side story to go with that, uh, they told you that if you got 100 points... You get something special. They didn't tell you what the special thing is. Just get to 100 points. And depending on how you finished in each le- each time you played, you would accumulate some points. Um, so if you got near the end, you'd get a lot of points. If you died early, you got no points. And Peaches was over, and I'm playing a, ma- I'm playing a match, and I'm near the end, and I'm one of the last three. And I almost won just by spinning a piece in place frozen, unsure what I was going to do to survive and get out of this, and eventually I did lose. Well, then the next match, I'm at 98, so I just needed two points, and that's really just don't be the first person that gets eliminated. Um, And I won. I got Tetris (laughs) Battle Royale. It's the third time I've gotten it. I got it with Peaches there watching. Um, It was was extremely exciting, and it obliterated the number of points I needed to get the special thing. A special thing is you can do the Game Boy overlay whenever you want. Um, so outside of the event, if you got enough points in the event, you get that overlay for good. Uh, so I've been when I've been going back to Tetris 99, which I do probably I play a couple rounds almost every day. Um, I've been playing with the Game Boy overlay now, so that's made me really happy. Very nostalgic. And then SteamWorld Dig is another game that you yeah. So that just sale, like I you, I spent way too much money on that sale because um, it was ridiculous. Uh, SteamWorld Dig was a game I kind of was aware of, but only peripherally. Um, of all the games I bought, and, and 
Shovel Knight is the best game I got from that um, sale. But SteamWorld is the one that I played through. Like, I sat down for two days and did nothing but play that game until it was over. It was over quickly. Um, so I think I beat it in, like, six hours. Um, but it's basically a Metroidvania, but where you build your own map. So the whole... What was that? Oh. Nothing. Don't worry about it. So the whole world is just soft earth, and you've got things you've got to go and things you've got to find, but you dig through and build your own map. So the world is, the shape of the world is how you make it. And as you go through, you're going to place ladders to get back, and you're going to place teleporters and stuff. So you build um, a map from scratch, uh, and but it's very chill, um, and it was pretty fun, um, and I went through it really quickly. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Okay. Nothing. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Is there anything else? Both of you, question for both of you. Is there anything else from the sale that you picked up that you haven't played yet? Yeah. Almost certainly. Technically, yes. From the sale, I picked up Mega Man Legacy 1 and 2. And I've only played 2, 9, 10, and X. So I have a lot of Mega Man games to play. Um, I guess I played a little of one also. One, two, nine, ten X. Um, I picked up both of those collections. I picked up Shovel Knight and I picked up Child of Light. But I've already played and beaten Child of Light. I just right. wanted to have it again because it was very cheap and it was the DLC edition. It's just a very pretty game. Um, I picked up X Legacy, the Mega Man X Legacy Collection One, and I haven't turned it on yet. That's about it. Uh, the other two games that I've picked up that I haven't picked or that I haven't played yet. Well, Mega Man X. Um, and also, <laughs> uh, I picked up Bastion because it was I think oh. it was like five or six bucks, and I didn't even that game realize was that. so good. Um, and then I picked up a game that I've never played before that I've been excited to play. I picked up Okami HD. You will not um, regret it. Oh, I'm, a dog. I'm real psyched to play it. I've got it sitting like waiting for like a rainy day. Like as we get closer to our trip, I think that's when I'm going to start mm. playing it so that I have it to play. Like, I'll probably replay it if you play it. And I think that'll be, I think that'll be a good game to like play. It's a great like, game. I'm psyched to play it. Um, the problem is that there's just yes. so many games to play right now. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> God, it's, it sucks for us. We have so many games to play. <laughs> wow. What God, was us? It's the absolute worst. If only they could be tariffed and we could get some <laughs> money for these games. All right. Talk to me about Betrayal Legacy and make me sad. I don't want. I, I'm I, I'm hesitant to go too in depth on Betrayal Legacy because it's a game right. that like once you play it, some of the new right. stuff might be revealed. But it's it's been a lot of fun. We've been trying to keep to a weekly basis. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We've made up for it. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just a good time every week. The one that we played yesterday, specifically. <sighs> Was by far the longest. Uh-huh. Haunt it was four hours, Eduardo. And you should know. <laughs> Holy shit! You, you should the know. game or the haunt? <laughs> what? So you you should know that um, in Legacy, you know about the the style of the Legacy games, probably. Yeah. But just in yeah, case yeah. people are unaware, the Legacy style of these board games that have emerged recently are basically 
the regular version of that board game, but you play it as if it's a campaign instead of playing the same game with the same rules every time you play it. So the original Legacy game that came out was Pandemic. A lot of you have probably played Pandemic or at least heard of it. In Legacy, one of the four diseases that you're trying to cure, I mean, this is kind of a spoiler, but it's an old game at this point. One of the diseases you're trying to cure goes away completely after the first time you play that game. And it turns into a zombie outbreak. So that disease is not a disease anymore. It's people walking around trying to eat you. And the game evolves and rules change. And you have ways to defeat them. And sometimes they're more powerful than you. And there's just lots of stuff that happens. So Betrayal is the same way. Except the house isn't the same every time. You get the same rules. You're playing as descendants of the same family. So Robbie's family... Kenobi the, family. Um, Kenobi. Yeah, he's the Kenobi, Kenobi family. And my family is the Peachson family. And every time we play, we decide what member of the family is in the house. And like 34 years go by every time ish, 34 or so. And then some new thing is haunting the house. And we got to figure out what's going on. The one that we did yesterday took four hours because it was a haunt that there was no bad guy for and then all of us were the bad guy so we played and two haunts out in that a the row haunt prior to that was another haunt it was on the heels of another haunt where we were where there was no betrayer and so you're also just lulled into this false sense of security of okay here we go again and then then <laughs> but the things that carry between the different maps like pandemic it was easy because when things happened in pandemic legacy it affected the map that everybody used every game but you can't really do that so much in betrayal because the house is randomly generated when you play it like you're placing the tiles down however you find them um but the way that things go from previous games to current games is since we're all family members when we find items um, we are able to do what's called heirlooming that item. So I can find an item and I can put my family's crest on it. And then from then on, if I ever pick up that item again, it has bonuses mm -hmm. for me because it's my family's item. And stuff like there are some event cards or item cards where when you use them, you check a box or when certain things happen, you check a box and then that item or event becomes more powerful if you draw it in the future. That's that's like the dog that got through. stronger and stronger until it ripped my skin off and yeah, died. You got murdered by a hell a hellhound <laughs> several times. Oh, and that dog that's in the house right now, it's attacked me five times, and I don't think it's attacked any of you guys. Well, I just want to say that I hate that dog and I want it dead. <laughs> well, you, you should try harder to kill it next time. I tried. <laughs> Um, but you also, Eduardo, what's kind of cool and fun for us is when you heirloom an item, you also get to name it. So we've been having a lot of fun naming our items really stupid things. Like yesterday I got, um, I heirloomed a head in a jar and I named it Richard M. Nixon's head in a jar. I have, my family heirloomed a bone saw that is the is ready bone saw. <laughs> Is ready. God, I am so jealous that you guys are playing this. Like, I am so jealous. I'll play it just, again. It, it becomes a big time sink as you go on, though. Yeah. Like, the, they get longer and longer and longer and more and more painful. We joked that we were going to, because we got over to Robbie's house pretty early compared like to five. how we normally do for the Betrayal Nights yesterday. 
Um, and it was the weekend. And I joked when I when we got over, I was like, so we're going to play like four games today, right? And we literally just played the one. Right, and I thought it would be two or three. Two or three will be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. we played one. I'm almost there. <laughs> we only have six more haunts to go. There's 14 we'll there. total. And one of them is a tutorial haunt. So really there's 13. Man, I can't find people up here to just play regular Betrayal with, let alone... Well, that's not true. I got a buddy of mine who we're going to play some more Betrayal with eventually. But uh... This is a calling to, to all you app designers out there, whether you're big or small. Betrayal would be a great app, I mm-hmm. think. Somebody make the Betrayal app. I agree. It's not as personal as being with people, but you right. know that only people that really, really, really cared about Betrayal would pay for it and buy it. So anytime there was... You know, we get to the haunt and there's group of heroes and group of traders. You'd have two groups of people that know what they're doing. You wouldn't have to worry about the trader being somebody that's playing the game for the first time and they have no idea what they're doing and you have to coach them through and then you ultimately easily beat them because they have no freaking clue what they're doing. That sort of thing. Like, I think it would make a great app and you have unlimited table space in an app so you can design the house wherever you want. You don't have to worry about it falling off the table. That's a good point. Yeah, I think a betrayal app would be on point. Um, you have another game in here, Sagrada. Is it Sagrada? Oh yeah, I think this is the last one on the whole list at this point. Yeah, Sagrada. Um, I've played a lot recently because um, our friends Chris and Kelsey um, introduced me to it. It is a dice drafting game. Uh, it's really fun, easy for people to learn and understand. The theme of the game is that you're building stained glass windows in sagrada um and there's five different colored dice uh red yellow blue purple green um you randomly draw them from a bag so you don't know what colors you're getting every turn and you roll them and then everybody takes turn turns picking what dice that they want to use to build their window um but there's also every time you play everyone has a different pattern that they're supposed to be filling out. Um, sometimes you have to play a dice of a, a die of a specific color on a tile. Sometimes you have to play a die of a specific number on a tile. And you can't orthogonally put any matching color or any matching number next to each other. So there's some strategy in, oh, Eduardo's about to draft, and there's two yellow dice on the table and one purple one. Well, he can't play either of those two yellow ones because he'll have to play it next to another yellow one. So I'm going to take the purple one. So he's screwed out of a window that he can't fill and that sort of thing. So it's really easy to, uh, it has a low uh, barrier to entry, very easy to pick up and play and explain. And uh, pretty much because of Chris and Kelsey, I have just branched out and shown like pretty much everyone I can get to play like Tom and Kay were playing it while we're recording the podcast. Um, I took it to work on Friday and we played at work because of Memorial day weekend. There weren't really any people in the building. So my team played a round of Sagrada at work, man. That's what I used to do with dominion back in the day. Everyone ended up buying dominion. Yeah. So it's good. I think you'd like it, Eduardo. Yeah. But who do I play with? It's two player. You can play it with your wife. Yeah. Right. When I play with my wife, we play other things. So we're going to have to... uh... (laughs) 
We're gonna have to divide this episode into part one, Infinity War, and part two, Endgame, because we're almost at two hours. Holy shit! This has been a long episode. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to cut it here. Um, a, a few. My food was delivered an hour and a half ago. <laughs> a few housekeeping things. Um, once again. Uh, squad up was on a short hiatus because of a lot of busy things but we're back we're back in full force um look out to see more regular episodes of squad up also i talked about this a little while ago we had some exciting things coming up and uh, i'm excited to announce for the first time a new member of the squad up family we're going to be starting a new podcast um titled tentatively right now is called some assembly required and it is a marvel theme podcast where um, the three of us you see here and um, Soundlord Chris and then a few other guests along the way go through and we rewatch every single Marvel MCU movie um, from the beginning, from release order all the way to Endgame. And then eventually we'll get to uh, um, the new Spider-Man movie when it comes out. But we're going to talk about our favorite Marvel movies, our favorite Marvel characters, favorite villains, what we think our movies that we like for the first time are and what we think um, movies that we're going to enjoy in the future um so absolutely stick around for that and thank you everybody who's kind of stuck around with us and and sort of listened throughout this hiatus and i'm really really excited to bring this new show to you um but i think that's going to do it for us all here today um before we go peaches um and robbie robbie you first how about you let the folks know where they can find you on the internet you can find me on twitter at philkid3 which is p-h-i-l-k-i-d numeral three um, and you will see me yell about people being dumb about sports and sometimes talk about video games, but mostly very mad at people about sports. Specifically baseball. Specifically baseball, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Peaches, you gotta get in you gotta get on board. We got the, the baseball team hat and you need to you need to get be, be a part of this crew here. I will not get on board with baseball. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> Peaches, let the folks know where they can find you, buddy. As always, uh, I'm at twitch.tv slash peaches, P-E-A-C-H-3-Z. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at D underscore peaches. Um, thinking about opening my YouTube channel to throw some of the longer video clips on there from Bloodborne um, and also uh, Kaizo Hacks. So uh, be on the lookout for a YouTube channel. Uh, I already have it. It's Peaches, just like my Twitch name, uh, but I just haven't uploaded any videos. So that's where you can find me. Uh, be streaming again next time on... Well, you won't hear this immediately. Hey, if you're in the audience now and we're live, I'm going to be streaming again on Wednesday. Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays on Twitch. That's it. That's what I got. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at abcdeduardo1. Catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can search Squad Up. Or when we do the new show, you're going to be able to search some assembly required and find the new show. That's going to do it for myself, for Robbie, for Peaches. Good luck. Have fun. And it's good to be back. Bye, everybody. Thank you.